The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary... Based on well-verified references headed through vigilance and discernment. Our desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 76th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from southwest Turkey. As the sun rises here, whichever time zone you are currently experiencing, hopefully you're relaxing into the show and uh, you get to hear some fascinating insights from our latest guest. I'll soon be joined by Kintia from her wheelhouse in California and Annette Driscoll, who is also in the Bay Area. Further, we will also hear a special update from Darlene Undi, British Columbia, Canada. This show is entitled Vaccine Vigilante. Following another very busy week filled with numerous good, bad and ugly events, the insanity continues for many inhabitants on planet Earth. I continue to be amazed by the pandemic. Believers and disbelievers continue to separate like opposing poles on the same magnet. And I wonder what event is required to bring truth, balance, and peace to this chaos. In the meantime, we continue to bring truth to the forefront with a view to bring awareness to as many people as possible. I believe this woman seems to have put it all in perspective. Keith, please play Sandex a day. Why do the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected in the first place. That was the voice of a retired RN in California at the Board of Supervisors meeting. She does have a point, especially when the lion's share of the cases have already been vaxxed. These startling numbers that seemingly validate just how useless, pointless, and dangerous these vaxxers actually are, are even being reported on some mainstream media, including the BBC, also known as the Bullshit Brainwashing Corporation. While a steady supply of horrific police action continues down under, police are now even dragging people out of their cars but not masking up. There was a very disturbing video taken by a young mother whose terrified child was screaming as a policeman's ape-like arm was groping for the inside door handle through her car window. On the other side, 
there have been a number of prominent Aussie politicians who have suddenly resigned following some scandal which potentially involves receiving payments in return for pushing the vax on the public. These include New South Wales's Gladys Berejekyll, the N, who our recent guest, Max Egan, reports on only a few weeks ago. And rumour has it that Dan Andrews, Premier of Victoria and leader of the Labour Party, may now also be under pressure to resign due to an impending investigation. While this is, of course, excellent news that these feeble individuals are losing their positions, it does beg the question, why? Is it to escape from potential prosecution, for violation of human rights, for breaching Nuremberg codes, or for crimes against humanity? It could be worse than resignation, though. For example, a punishment decreed by the citizens, such as a single news ticket on the gallows. These puppet leaders must surely be aware the levels of unrest in Australia and elsewhere continue to grow to almost critical levels. Last weekend, there were thousands of Australians out demonstrating in Victoria, a sea of people, not just construction workers this time, but people from all walks of life. This event was heavily censored from mainstream and social media, in fact, just prior to the Facebook blackout. The problem is, when the puppet strings are cut from the hidden hands that control them, the entities who replace them are quite possibly more corrupt and most likely more ruthless, hungry and greedy than their predecessors. Take this woman on another continent, for example. Keith, please place sound excerpt B. But I've prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. This is the voice of Kathy Hutchell, the new governor of New York. Apparently, she seems to have a direct dialogue with God. I wonder which one, though. It seems this weak-minded puppet will stop at nothing to try to influence her new flock and her apostles. Unfortunately, there are many countries around the world which continue to be manipulated and lockstep with the rest of us but have even more strict censorship than us. I received this message this morning from a friend in Singapore, a very beautiful and affluent city-state filled with warm and well-educated people. However, when visiting, be very careful not to drop any litter, as the punishments for even small crimes are severe. I would therefore imagine the punishments for not following the COVID protocols are far worse. This message is sent out to all mobile phone users on a daily basis. The fear porn reads as follows. As of the 7th of October, 
1,534 COVID-19 cases are warded in hospital. There are 297 cases of serious illness requiring oxygen supplementation and 40 in the ICU. Over the last 28 days of the infected individuals, 98.4% have mild or no symptoms. 1.3 requires oxygen supplementation and 0.1% requires ICU care and 0.2% has died. As of 6th of October, 83% of our population has completed their full regime, received two doses of vaccines, and 85% has received at least one dose. As of the 7th of October, there are 3,483 new cases in Singapore. Every day, this report is sent from the government health department. It's creating a fear that prevents people from going out. The government group restrictions mean a maximum of only two people may go to a restaurant or visit another household. Every day, there are people being fined for not wearing masks or being too close together or for being in groups of more than two people. Does this sound familiar? And did I read 83% of our population have completed their full regime, received two doses of vaccines, and 85% have received at least one dose? And yet, as of 7th of October, there are 3,483 new cases in Singapore. I wonder how many cycles they're running on their PCRs, most likely well above Kerry Mullis' recommendations. It sounds to me the VAX is not working there either. And sadly, the majority of the inhabitants of this crucible of radiant cultures has succumbed to the local branch of fear porn. Keith, please play sound exit C. Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as the vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting. It goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 years on health policy. You're you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. 
You want more people to choose vaccination? So do I. You want to lessen vaccine hesitancy? So do I. You want to have that happen? Quit lying to people about naturally acquired immunity. Quit lording it over people, acting as if these people are deplorable and unwashed. Try persuasion instead of government cudgels. Try humility instead of arrogance. Try freedom instead of coercion. But most of all, try understanding that there's no more basic medical right than deciding what we inject into our bodies. You just heard Dr. Ron Paul speak with Secretary Cochera. I need not add any words here. However, it would be great if our listeners would play excerpts like this to their doubting family and friends. This will eventually create a critical mass and start a wave of truth that will wash away the lies from those who currently remain asleep. This week, we also start to hear many testimonies on independent platforms from brave individuals who choose to refuse the jab, which in many cases means facing the consequences of losing their job. This level of supreme hypocrisy really grates, as in Africa, Japan, and India, ivermectin is deemed safe and can be legally sold over the counter. This cheap drug is reported to be very effective in the fight against coronaviruses and I understand can heal patients in a matter of days. The originator was even nominated a Nobel Prize in 2005. When alternative drugs are deemed safe and effective, there is absolutely no legal path to justify forcing untested experimental fake vaccines onto the public, adults and mad children and babies too. To round off, I was delighted to listen to this illuminating interview that only recently came to my attention. This was part of a virtual meeting held earlier in August. Keith, please play sound excerpt D. I, I'm a professor in clinical psychology at the Ghent University, and I'm also, uh, I also have a master's degree in statistics. Um, but um, uh, in this crisis, I, I've been taking uh, the perspective of, of mass psychology, yes, indeed. Uh, in the beginning of the crisis, uh, I, I, I have been studying the statistics and the numbers, and um, uh, actually, I noticed that they were often uh, blatantly wrong, uh, and, and at the same time, people continued to, to, to believe in it and to, 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 to go along with, uh, with, um, uh, with uh, the, the, the mainstream narrative. And that was why I, uh, I started to, to, to study it rather from, uh, from the perspective of mass psychology, and because I knew that uh, mass formation has huge, huge impact uh, on uh, individuals, intelligence and cognitive functioning. And I've, I had the feeling that this was the only thing that could explain why highly intelligent people uh, started to believe in, uh, in, 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 in a narrative and in numbers that were uh, in many respects uh, utterly absurd. This is the voice of Professor Matthias Desmet in an interview with German lawyer Dr. Rainer Fulmich et al. I highly recommend you listen to this fascinating, refreshing interview in full. I very much look forward to hearing our guests' perspective regarding this essential awakening process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofthenews.com. There you will see details for the show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, 
as the censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. During the last week, we have been inundated with a deluge of remarkable events, headlines, reports, and the news, and to discuss, validate, and present each topic in correct context could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself, as the other side of the news is not, as say, a typical news show. And in order to make the best use of our available airtime, I believe we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our special guest, Christopher Key. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Anessa. Have there been any notable resignations in the Golden State this week? Yeah, I'm not aware of that. There's some notable resignations around the world and some really interesting reveals, but California seems to be stuck in some kind of time warp tunnel where, and they're just not getting it out here. I don't know. And, um, you know, we have these uh, pseudo elections, et cetera, and no one is doing anything. It's, it's really frustrating around the world, I think there's really fascinating things happen. And there's a lot of um, revealing of deep state things, but it's unprecedented as far as the amount of stuff coming forward. So that's fantastic. Uh, you know, there's a lot of resignations. We, we know about not only, um, I can't remember her name now, the one in uh, Australia, but the, her, her lieutenant premier and two people below that all resigned. And I think we we're going to see a lot more. And then, um, you know, you got to ask, like, where did Afghanistan go? I mean, it just disappeared off the news. The, um, we know what's going on. Uh, all the, the uh, protests are all over the place, but they're not getting any kind of mainstream media coverage. I talked to my mother today, and uh, she was not aware of anything that I brought up. Nothing. So, you know, that's really disheartening. But I know that all those people that are in these protests and stuff, they most certainly do know what's going on. You know, I think one of the things that the mainstream media is catering to the minority at this point of, I mean, as a you know, minority in numbers of people, and they're trying to make it like the people that are aware are the minority. And I don't believe that's so at this point. When we look at the protests, when we look at people showing up at school board meetings, when we look at all the events going on, I think that, um, these individuals that are awake are actually becoming the dominant force. And one of the things the cabal will do is invert everything. So this wouldn't be a surprise at all. The other thing is that we're seeing a lot of people go around the country as patriot tours, et cetera, and they're all saying the same thing, that there's more people that are awake at this point than asleep. But if you live in California, not so much, right? So, um, but yeah, you have to ask about these things where, Biden stands up there and says, mm, yeah, like uh, we have to all get vaccines and, uh, you know, that it's creating this wonderful situation, whereas actually what it's doing, will lose their jobs and they, they aren't going to succumb to the lethal injection. And uh, it's causing a crisis across the board. And so everything from the first day in office when he signed uh, off on the uh, pipeline and, and dismissed 100,000 jobs on his first day in office and just kept going. And he's like, you know, a wrecking ball when it comes to the economy. Uh, so hopefully people start waking up and understanding, you know, the uh, inflation, you know, the gas here is by 25 a gallon. Um, and, you know, people are having trouble with the food bills, et cetera. So hopefully these people start uh, becoming aware. And, and by the way, yes, we have this border problem here and it really is becoming 
apparent as they ship all of these people in, into the middle of America and just deposit them, just drop them off. So there's there's a lot going on. Um, my favorite, though, I think my favorite of the week has to be the admission by the White House that, yeah, they aren't actually in the White House. They're in a, um, a soundstage. And the, the supposed reason is so that uh, Biden can read his teleprompter, can be directly across from him. And somehow they could not do that in the White House. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure how that works. But anyway, you know, the thing about it is, is the guy clearly can't read the teleprompter. It's confused by that, too. And, um, and nobody's talking about that in mainstream media. But, you know, better yet, who's, who's putting what's on there? Who's telling him what to read? Who's really running the country? I mean, I have my theories and ideas, but that's what people should be asking themselves. So those are kind of my observations of the week that I see going on. I'm sure, I'm sure Kinsia has a different view because we always do have different views. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm really focused on our children. I'm greatly disturbed by this push of the government to take away parental rights and making the government in charge of the well-being of our children, that they get to make the decisions, medical and educational, for our children. And... If you, as a parent, disagree or voice your disagreement, guess what? The Biden administration now considers you a domestic terrorist. You heard me right. Attorney General Merrick Garland called on the FBI and law enforcement to crack down on parents who complain about the school board. Imagine that, labeling their complaints as criminal conduct. Yet, he did not issue any direction concerning the rise by 38% of murders that have gone up since the advent of Black Lives Matter, which obviously, rather than bringing solutions, has inflamed and divided the population and encouraged violence. I'm really sickened by this. I mean, where's the the real violence is going on? It's being ignored. And now... They're declaring that the parents are terrorists, domestic terrorists, because they dare to speak up for the well-being of our children. Yes, complaining is now considered a criminal offense. You heard me. I said complaining is now considered a criminal offense by the Biden administration. Woohoo! I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm (laughs) shocked. We pay for the schools, yet the government wants the parents to be silenced. Of course they do, so they can brainwash them with their sick ideologies, promote hatred, lack of self-esteem, destroy their health, and with the vaccine, their ability to procreate. This all goes along with a big eugenics agenda and movement towards transhumanism. To me, this sounds like fascism. To me, this sounds like communism, saying that we have no rights in the education of our children and that the government gets to decide what's going to be for our children, their health, their education. So we're just, uh, I don't know, we're thrown to the side. They're, they're wanting to make, make it so a child can elect to take the vaccine without their parent even knowing. I mean, like... Really? So, yeah, that's where I am. I am a parent, 
of course, my children are now full grown, but I consider all children my children. And once a parent, you're always a parent. Everyone knows that you could be 90 and your your child could be 70, but they're still your child. This is a watershed moment. I think that you're seeing more and more parents speaking up in school boards. And I'm excited to say that our guest, Christopher Key, has had a significant victory in that area. And we'll get to talking with him later. Right now, I'd like to bring on our wonderful Canadian reporter, Darlene Undy. She has been on the show several times. She brings us a first hands-on bird's eye view of what's happening just north of the border there in Canada. Darlene, welcome to the other side of the news. Well, thank you so much to Timothy, Annette, and yourself, Kinsey, and I'm so thrilled that we have, um, you know, a friend that I actually haven't met in person, Christopher Key, who is going to wow you with his life experience and his knowledge and wisdom. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, things going on in Canada, and what I wanted to do today in my time that I have with uh, your listenership is to share a couple of extraordinary human beings and human becomings and their stories. So um, as you may or may not be aware, Kinthea, uh, Annette and Timothy, as I have uh, started working very closely with a gentleman by the name of Brian Condy, and we're creating a platform called the Mad Watcher TV which we're getting truth about freedom and what's going on in the world in real time. And we travel as best as we can all over British Columbia and sometimes other provinces in Canada to let people know what's going on. And we had the privilege uh, the other day on October 1st to do a live stream. He was in Vancouver at the Vancouver Art Gallery and I was actually in West Bank, Kelowna. And uh, we were a part of the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg trials, which uh, is November 1945 to October 1st, 1946. And that event was sponsored by uh, Joseph Roberts, who is the owner and publisher of Common Ground. And in his magazine, he basically put this quote, this trial must form a milestone in the history of civilization, not only marking that right in the end shall triumph over evil, but also that ordinary people of the world. And I make no distinction between friend or foe are determined that the individual must transcend the state. And there was a powerful quote that was stated in the magazine as well uh, that was the state laws are made for man that through them he may achieve a fuller life, a higher purpose and greater dignity. So that's October 1st, 1946 by Sir Hartley Shawcross. And there comes a point when a man must refuse to answer to his leader if he also uh, is to answer to his own conscience. So I want I want to speak to you about a couple of speakers uh, that were at this event, and uh, you know I wasn't there live. The sense of I had such a sense of um, heart vibration of the intention that was placed into that, that event. The vigil that took place at that event was uh, I cried I cried watching it. And there was a, a doctor, and I want to speak to this. This is such an exceptional story of this gentleman that spoke from courage. He is an emergency doctor of 10 years. His name is Dr. Daniel 
Agassi, Agassi, I'm trusting I'm pronouncing that right. He's from Red Deer. And uh, he has been serving the underserved in areas of Alberta since 2015. And he shared a story of uh, three COVID patients that he gave ivermectin to. So he wanted to let the people know that we're at this event, that doctors, nurses are standing in the way of life-saving medical protocol. And the only meds that these patients that he was serving were on were steroids that he said helped with inflammation, but these steroids increase the chance of bacterial infection because it suppresses the immune system. As, as we all know, we need to keep our immune system strong through this fake pandemic. And he spoke with a woman that she told him that some patients feel that they're put in the corner and left to die. And he let this woman know that he was there to be in service for her. So he said uh, that he wanted to do the right thing for them. And the patients had heard that the great things about ivermectin and a small hospital in Rinby did not have ivermectin. So he asked around to Red Deer hospitals and the central pharmacy refused to give him ivermectin. Red Deer central pharmacy said ivermectin is useless for COVID. He had the pharmacy director for all of Alberta contact him and tell Daniel that ivermectin did not work. So um, Dr. Daniel Acassi said, remember this name, Dr. Gerald Lazarenko, who is a pharmacist, doctor, and professor at the University of Calgary, insisted that ivermectin had no place in the treatment of COVID. So Daniel started on the next best thing, which was HCQ, uh, which the hospital had. He also prescribed vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. And he also gave inhalers that had been used for over 50 years. So by the afternoon, um, ivermectin was uh, found through the agricultural supply. He went to the co-op store to make sure that it was the exact same ivermectin that people could use. And so that same ivermectin was, you know, shared that it would give to his mother. So Daniel gave this to his three patients according to their weight. And within hours... Daniel got a call from the Central Zone Medical Director in Alberta. Her name is Dr. Jennifer Bestard, and he said, remember that name. She said to Daniel that he was forbidden to give ivermectin. Even if patients had their own ivermectin, they were refused. She said it was a violation of the Alberta Health Services policy. The next day, Dr. Jennifer Bestard called the hospital and gave Daniel 15 minutes notice that he would be relieved of his medical duties. Daniel said that that was unreasonable. He had a room full of emergency patients and an hour later, another doctor showed up to replace Daniel. They didn't even want Daniel to check up on the patients that he had given ivermectin to. So not even 24 hours, his two patients receiving ivermectin were almost completely better. All it took was about 18 hours and one dose of ivermectin. So I want everyone to listen to those two names I mentioned and these people, that's crimes against humanity. Then there was another speaker. His name was Dr. Brian Peckford. He was the previous premier of Newfoundland uh, from 1979 to 1989. What he talked about was in 1981 from British Columbia, Uh, There was two very amazing men by the name of Bill Bennett and a constitutional advisor called Mel Smith, who played two BCers who worked hard 
for what's now called the uh, 40th anniversary of the signing of the Patriation Agreement, which now contains what's called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So uh, Brian Peckford basically said today on October 1st that we were celebrating two anniversaries. One was the 1946 Nuremberg trials and 1981 in our own country. Okay, so in 1960, John Diefenbaker from Saskatchewan put into law the Bill of Rights. Um, and if people haven't heard about Saskatchewan, the Public Saskatchewan Health Emergency uh, Act today, where they can go into your house, take your house, take your livestock, and take you. <laughs> so this is what's happening in Saskatchewan. That was passed on September 13th. And, you know, so this is what's going on around everything else. But what was done in 1981 uh, is what we now know as the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And that was a movement to take the piece of law which could be changed by any majority government and put into it what they saw at the time into the Constitution so it could not be changed very easily. And Brian Peckford said he never thought in his life that he would be a part of what he's seeing today that someone would violate the Constitution. Brian Peckford said the Constitution is the most sacred of documents. The concepts are universal for the world. And Brian is now the only living first minister to speak out about who was at that conference. So he was thrilled that he was on this day, October 1st, uh, 2021, able to share that history and the celebration. So those were very powerful stories that took place at the Vancouver Art Gallery on October 1st. I also had a uh, very quick call with uh, Brian Condy from the Mad Watcher TV regarding a rally that took place at a restaurant called Raleigh's Restaurant in Hope, British Columbia. And that's where the police were going to accost the owners of the restaurant because they were honoring people's rights and freedoms to not wear masks because the Vax passport, as you know, is um, alive and, and well, uh, you know, in British Columbia. And what I say is we do not comply. We do not consent. And I am a Canadian woman that stands for rights and freedoms and uh, very thrilled to be a part to share this information with your listenership and stand beside you, Kinthea, Timothy and Annetta and Christopher um, in truth. Thank you, Darlene. You are a powerhouse and a voice for freedom, not only in Canada, but you are illuminating principles that we all can hold and cherish. Thank you. Thank you. I really Thank you so that. much. I'm grateful you're in my life, dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. So now I'm really excited to bring on Christopher Key. He is a health and wellness specialist. He owned a health club called Steel City Fitness and co-owned a company called SWAT, S-W-A-T. He also started a company called Health Management Systems that utilize the device that measures your body fat. He has been on the cover of Sports Illustrated and has helped professional athletes and the public without drugs, without chemicals, and without surgery. Of course, Big Pharma, who owns the government through lobbying and corrupt politicians, didn't like that. 
So the puppet government came in and seized everything he owned and shut him down. This happened seven years ago. He was recently fired from his job of six years for being a patriot and standing up against the tyrannical school board in Alabama. It was because of Key's efforts that the mask mandate was lifted and the kids will not have to provide proof of inoculation to return to in-person learning in the fall. Since publicly announcing that victory and encouraging fellow Americans to fight against the unconstitutional mandates, he has been fired from his job by a bully boss. Losing his business and his job has not stopped him. No, rather than feeling sorry for himself, he has responded to a higher calling and is traveling the country to fight for your kids. I'm so glad. We need people of your caliber, Christopher. Welcome. Welcome to the other side of the news. How are you guys? Yeah, well, we're great. We're so glad to have you here with us. So, Christopher, you have such a broad base of experience, and I know that there's a lot that you want to share. So I invite you to start where you think it will make the most sense to us. Well, guys, my whole story started... 23 years ago, and um, all, all those things you said about me, those are wonderful, fabulous accolades, uh, where we did many things around the world and, and helped many, many people. We were part of four national championships, three Super Bowls. Like you said, the cover Sports Illustrated, 60 Minutes, but nothing compares to the day 23 years ago when I became a father, and that's when God changed my life forever, um, and my children were born, and they were so, so precious, but they had a rare disease called phenylketonuria, um, otherwise known as PKU, where my children will never eat protein the rest of their lives. Now, no milk, no chicken, no cheese, no fish, no birthday cake, no ice cream, nothing that has protein will my children ever eat. If they do, their body can't break it down, becomes toxic, goes straight to the brain and causes the most extreme mental retardation there is. I love research, and we went to the Sparks Clinic at UAB, and the medical team there says, you guys have to research anything and everything that goes in their body. Uh, my background is in exercise physiology, kinesiology, and I love research. That's what I've done my whole life because my background, um, owning my health clubs and working with athletes, I, I always love to take care of the temple, and this was a new challenge for me. And I went to my pediatrician and said, look, you know, my kids have PKU. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I've, I've never had a PKU baby, not to mention two because we have, have twins. And I said, well, doc, you know, we're, we're supposed to research anything and everything that goes in the body, and you're, you're wanting to give them these, these vaccines. Can you, can you tell me some information about this? And he said, well, you know, it's really interesting you talk about that because your children are on this new schedule where they're going to get 72 vaccines before they're 18 years of age. And, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, doc, you know, can you show me some, some research that this new schedule safe? And, and doc said, no problem. They're all over the place. I said, well, can I get some of them? He's like, well, you know, I, I had to put that together for you. I said, well, we're not getting our vaccine today, but you know, let's reschedule our appointment for next week. And we did. And we came back in the next week. Um, he was going to email me some, some studies and I had no studies 
And I get in there and they're going to give my children their vaccine. And I'm like, you guys need to wait because I haven't seen these studies to, to make sure these vaccines are safe and effective. And Doc comes in and he won't even look at me. And um, he says, Christopher, um, there are no studies. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, what, what do you mean, Doc? He said, there there, there are no studies, but he said, Christopher, you know, but brother, they, they, they've got to be safe. I mean, the FDA's approved them, the CDC, the AMA, you know, the, well, what are you worried about? And I was like, Doc, I don't know what truck you fell off of and, and whatnot, but you're practicing medicine. These are my twins. And you've got no studies to show this, this new schedule. I'm like, how, how can you do this? Huh. They, they, they have to be safe. I mean, the FDA, and I was like, I, I don't care what the FDA said. You know, I got to see those studies. And guys, that that was such a realization for me, and because I, I didn't know anything about vaccines, I had no, I know I'd gotten vaccines. But it and was you're telling like, me like 72 vaccines they're giving to the children now, 72, really, 72, with 72, no. <laughs> 72 uh, vaccines your children will get um, as of right now before they're 18, and, and that that number is doubling uh, very quickly um, in the near future. And, and, and guys, the, the, the thing that bothered me so much is, you know, I had no idea back then in 98 that there were a lot of people talking about vaccines. But what I know now and, and what I learned in 2010, and, and, and your, your listeners have to understand this, in 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And let me say that again. Um, 2010 the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. This should be very eye-opening to anybody out there because what they're telling you that now is if you vaccinate your children, you have to deal with the consequences because they just told you that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And, and, and more so that now, in 2018, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Dale Bigtree put in the Health and Freedom of Information Act to, to have the safety studies released, okay? If your listeners don't, don't know this, in 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act, which said the vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. Mm-hmm. Any and all liability. But Reagan said, look, if we're going to give them blanket liability, we've got to at least make them do safety studies every other year. Not every year, but every other year. So they sued to have those safety studies released, and we've always heard that vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. But when they got the report back, it was 100% empty. Not one single safety study has been done on any of the vaccines since 1986. This should be very, very, very disturbing to all you guys. And that's what began to wake me up as far as vaccines were my children back in 98 when the medical doctors couldn't give me the safety studies. And I kind of put that aside and I wanted to find a cure for my children and their PKU. Um, But God said, no, you need to look at all these other cures for cancer, for AIDS, for hepatitis, for TB, you name it, they're all over the place. And that's where we created the company called SWATS, Sports with Alternatives to Steroids. Um, I can say that now because I'm not in Alabama, and my court order says that if I say that in 
in Alabama, I will go to jail. Um, but I'm in um, South Carolina, so I can say that. And that company was about allowing athletes to compete without using drugs, chemicals, and surgery. And I, I knew I couldn't go out front and talk about all the different cures that we knew about um, because I had studied history and I knew what happened to all those people. So we decided to use the athletes and gain their trust. And we knew how they are the, the guides to the sheep. And we knew if we could get them to speak out that the sheep would follow. And guys, it worked amazingly well. Like I said, we were part of four national championships, three Super Bowls. Um, our products got so amazingly well known that we were banned by the NFL, the PGA, Major League Baseball, because this worked, and it worked very, very well. And um, to go into some of the, the technologies we had, um, I don't know how many of your listeners know about um, Tesla technology, um, but I took what I knew with Tesla technology and what I knew with Rice technology, and we created a hologram which is a storage center for information, okay? Everything on planet Earth has a frequency which it resonates. Everything does. Um, strength has a frequency, balance, pain, flexibility. And when you know what those frequencies are, uh, you can do one of two things. You can cut things up or cut things down. And if you understand the science, for every action, there has to be a, an equal and opposite reaction. And, and I believe if you study this, you'll realize that um, these satanic Luciferian individuals that are ruling this world right now, they're using those frequencies for very, very evil things. And we were able to utilize them for very, very good things. And there are frequencies all around us from our Wi-Fi routers and our cell phones and whatnot that affect us very, very negatively. And we were able to take a little chip with a hologram and put it on the human body and give my athletes much more strength, much more balance, much more flexibility, take away a lot of their pain. And that's why we were so, so successful. And then we had a substance called deer antler velvet, otherwise IGF-1. And anybody out there, if they understand um, anti-aging, if they know any medical doctors, they will tell you the fountain of youth is HGH, human growth hormone. And what they don't realize is when you take synthetic HGH, it's converted by your liver to IGF-1. IGF-1 is what does everything to allow the body, I believe, to rebuild, regrow, and rejuvenate. And Rick, a very good friend of mine, has deer that they harvest out of New Zealand. And these antlers are the fastest growing substance on planet Earth. They grow almost an inch a day. And the reason why they grow so fast is because of the high concentration of IGF-1 that's in the tip of the antlers. So... He freeze dries it, puts it into a sublingual um, delivery system that you spray into your tongue, and then we put more frequencies in there, and it allows your body to rebuild, regrow, and rejuvenate. And this worked very, very well, and it worked so well that um, the government came in and, and seized everything we own, um, $250,000 in our checking account, the million dollars of the product that they took to the local incinerary and burned wow. it all. And um, all my lab equipment, all my gym equipment, um, all our automobiles, and um, we have a court order that we can't practice in our field for 10 years. And um, That's criminal. Yeah. That's uh, really yeah. criminal. 
the the mafia is running the world. Oh, it's it's the mafia, it's the satanic, the Luciferian. It's it's it goes very very deep when you go down this rabbit hole. And um, I was very uh, quiet. Before you, sorry, before you go on, I know that uh, some of those products you mentioned are available on your website. So folks, there's a link in his links. It's the last link where you can find out about these products. Go ahead, Christopher. Um, yes. Um, the, the antler velvet, um, I can't sell it. Um, and I will never sell another product the rest of my life. Um, if you see me any of these conferences or any of the speeches I do, if I have products, I give them to anybody and everybody that wants it. Um, and that's what they can't stand. Uh, because for years and years, they've called me a snake oil, snake oil salesman, a con man. And now they're so upset because I give everything away. And the cool thing is, is I give it away and people come back because they want it and they want it because it works. Um, and mm. you know, I try to tell people, you know, we, we don't have a headache because we have lack of aspirin and we don't have cancer because we have lack of chemotherapy and we sure as heck don't have COVID because we have lack of the COVID vaccine. And, and that's what people have to wake up to and realize that they have been conned and I haven't done anything in the last six years uh, because of my court order. But last year when this whole thing with COVID happened, um, I got a call into my Lord and Savior again to go speak to his people. I had studied these vaccines and, and, and knew lots and lots about vaccines because we'd been dealing with lots of people that had been damaged by vaccines. And that's one of the things we didn't talk about much because I knew that would get me in a lot of trouble. So when COVID hit, we began, or I began to speak out and to tell my truth. And mm -hmm. this vaccine, I studied vaccines for 23 years and this vaccine I wouldn't let Satan take it this, wow. this vaccine is so so evil and the people out there have to realize what is going on here and how diabolical evil this is and how our rights are all completely being taken away and what I put together was a, a group that we call the vaccine police because I knew they were going to come for us and they were going to try to force vaccines on us. So understanding science and understanding how these evil people work, I beat them to it. Instead of them policing us and make sure we take the vaccine, we're going to police them. We, the people are going to hold them accountable because Great. our government, our government is not holding them accountable. The government's giving them blanket liability where they have no accountability and we have to hold them accountable. And that's what we've begun to do. And I realized through studying their white papers and whatnot, that they use fear and intimidation to motivate us. So again, going back to science, if they motivate us with fear, why can't we motivate them with fear? And that's how we were able to get the Jefferson County board of education to stand down because I know my rights, I know the laws, and I was able to go in and tell the superintendent, the vice president, the president, the treasury, the secretary that, look, if you guys are going to try to tell us that we have to take a PCR test, that we have to wear a mask, that we have to take a vaccine, in that very next sentence, 
if you don't tell us and you don't honor our medical and religious exemption, you are committing fraud. And in Alabama, that is a 20-year prison term. And we will not stand for this. And not to mention you're committing fraud. Today, we're putting you on notice. And if you don't tell the people from this day forward and you don't honor their medical and religious exemption, and they are damaged from the PCR test, from the mask, from the vaccine, each and every one of you can now be held civilly liable for your car, your home, your retirement, your pension, all those things can be taken away from you. I do this out of love. I do not want you guys to go to jail. I do not want your livelihood to be taken away from you, but you guys have to do the right thing. None of you are medical doctors. So what you guys don't realize is when you tell people to put a mask on, to take the PCR test, and to take a vaccine, you're now practicing medicine without a license. I know that very well because they've tried to do everything they can to get me for practicing license the last 23 years. Mm-hmm. That also, in all 50 states, is a criminal offense. And lastly, we know that you don't care anything about keeping our children safe. We know you're not masking our children to keep them safe. We know. And we have the evidence now to show that you're doing this for money, for lots and lots of money. And guys, they laughed at me. They called the sheriff. They called the police. Uh, They escorted me out like I was a dog. But then their attorneys looked at the paperwork that we had served them, and they said, look, um, there's no precedent that's been set, but what this guy is saying is very possible and very probable. And do you guys want to go to court with him? Yeah. You, you know, I want to I want to jump in here because the uh, state of Illinois paid five billion eighty eight million, I think it was in fifty four thousand something dollars to the uh, state boards to push the mac- masks and vaccines. Over $5 billion they paid to the school systems to push that. So you're right on the money when you say for the money. And I'm also curious, you've been talking about the science, and you know what's in the vaccines. I'm curious to hear what is in the vaccines. Okay. We, we, we just got a release of the Moderna vaccine, and I haven't had a chance to look over it myself because – that was one of the other things I did. Um, I went around to the pharmacist and wanted to see the package insert. And um, three of them wouldn't show me anything uh, because of corporate, but I got a mom and pop um, to finally show me one. And that one was intentionally blank. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, I've got proof of it. They ain't hearing it. I actually physically have the package insert and I've got on camera and everything that it says it's intentionally blank and it, and it rolls out page map is huge and it's nothing but blankness except it has in the very middle. It says intentionally blank. And, and that was very, very priceless, but, but going into the MRNA technology, this is something that if your people don't know about this, this, technology was discovered in the early 60s, okay? And when they gave the mRNA technology, the mRNA vaccine to the ferrets, because the ferrets had the closest thing to a human immune system there is in the animal kingdom. 
they, they gave them the mRNA vaccine and they got the best uh, antibody response that ever gotten in the history of the world in vaccines. They're like, this will change everything as far as we know it, as far as vaccines. And then they exposed the ferrets to the live virus and every single one of them dropped dead. And that vaccine, that mRNA technology never made it to market in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or the 2000 or 2010 or 2019. But then now at warp warp speed, it made it to market. (laughs) Yeah, so our children can drop dead. Well, you know, what I'm learning from very good medical doctors around the world is that if you get the real vaccine, you very likely will, will die within two at the most five years. And, and guys, we're not trying to play around here. This technology is very, very evil, and it's not of God. And when these people are exposed to the live virus in nature come November and December, it's very likely we're going to see death like we've never seen before. And, and and people think that, you know, October, November, December is flu season. That's what they call it. But what they don't tell you guys is that come October, November, and December, what happens is the plants die. The tree limbs die. And those plants are able to take in the particular matter 2.5 and the carbon dioxide that are the toxic chemical that is binding to this COVID and bringing the COVID into the lungs and whatnot. And, and guys, you never should be scared of any virus. And in, in the air that I'm breathing right now, there's 10 to the 31 viruses. Okay. But that, that is a one with 31 zeros behind it. Oh my that, gosh. <laughs> that, that, that is, that is a million times more than all the stars in the entire galaxy. And yet we are scared of COVID and 72 other viruses. It, it is so ridiculous. I mean, the human genome is made up of 50% viruses. So guys, I believe when, when you begin to study this, you'll see that this whole thing is a complete total scam. And you guys were talking about um, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin and whatnot. And, and, and one of the things that, that very few people in the world are talking about, and, and I have to bring it up now because He's a very good friend. Um, he's a medical doctor. His name is Dr. Manuel Aparicio. And um, he went on the Stu Peter show almost six months ago. And at the time, he only had 5,000 medical doctors with him. And they went live on air six months ago and said with a very simple solution called chlorine dioxide cured over half a million people that had COVID. Wow. And nobody's talking about it except for Stu Peters and a couple other people. And if you guys don't know about chlorine dioxide, I would strongly encourage you to look it up. It is something that is so, so cheap. That's why they don't want you to know about it. Um, CLO, the number two dot TV is a, one of the better places to get information. Um, the Universal Antidote is a great documentary. If, if you don't know who Mark Grennan is, I would strongly encourage you to look his name. Um, this man um, has been in jail now um, for over 12 months, and his three sons have been in jail now for over 15 months for passing out um, this mm-hmm. unbelievable substance. 
if you guys remember when um, when uh, President Trump was talking about everybody needed to go drink bleach, this mm-hmm. was what he was talking about, guys. And right. this is something that I drink every single day. It's something that I will not leave home without, along with my um, my deer antler velvet and uh, my Megaspores. Those are the three products that I always take uh, everywhere I go. And guys, we've got to quit living in fear. And we've got to take this and turn it back on, uh, back against them. You were talking about the Attorney General and, and, and how when you call now um, your superintendents and you send emails now that they're calling you domestic terrorists. And um, um, I can't wait to get that phone call from the FBI because I have documented, you know, hundreds of phone calls and thousands of emails that, that we have sent out to those superintendents and to those bosses. And I feel very comfortable that that was directed directly at me. And what, what we're trying to do with the vaccine police is teach you guys how you don't have to live in fear and how you very simply can pick up your phone and you can make phone calls. And, I will and you, can, you, you, you can put together an email that we've already put together for you. I, I've got on my website on vaccine-police.com, I have a script where all you have to do is read it. You, you, you call the phone number up, you read exactly what I say, you put them on notice, you send them the email, you send me the superintendent's name and number first, and I will call him individually, and I will put him on notice for you. And basically, guys, all we're telling them is what they're doing when they don't tell us about the mask, uh, the, the medical religious exemption, they're committing fraud. We're letting them know that they're opening themselves up to a civil lawsuit. We're letting them know that we have pierced the corporate veil because they hide behind the corporation. And, and, and when we put them on public notice like this, that corporate veil has been pierced, and they individually could be sued. And, and they don't want that. They Great. don't want that, and that's why they will stand down because they don't want their money taken away. They don't want their power taken away. And, guys, this has worked, and it's worked amazingly well, and, and we need more people to stand up and do this. And what I've tried to do with the vaccine police is show Christopher. people. Yes, ma'am. So we're going to break. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. Our guest tonight is Christopher Key, and the show is called Vaccine Vigilante. We shall return. remember the virus that they say that is making everybody sick. Nowhere in the world, not one country, not one institution, not the CDC, nobody has this virus that's making us sick on file. It does not exist. All the Freedom of Information Acts are empty over and over again. The virus nowhere exists. So if that is correct, and that's what they're telling us, how in the world can they be testing for it? How in the world can they be making this kind of injection to put in us to save us from this? So we need to start asking the obvious questions because by science and medicine, that makes no sense. I've never heard of that before. Are we able to purchase all those and this was supposed to be a novel infection. You start looking at the big picture, you start looking at everything, you'll find this is actually a planned pandemic. 
this is not actually what they're telling us in the media. So then you have to ask the bigger question, why? So we have to look closely into this and what's very concerning is that none of the manufacturers or our government will allow any of us to analyze the vials. It's illegal for us to analyze them. They won't let us look in there. Well, why? If there's nothing to hide, why can't we see what's inside these vials? Because right now we have no proof that this virus even exists. What made people sick around the world, in my opinion, is many different things. And they used a testing mechanism that was faulty and that could cross-react with anything. It could literally cross-react with bacteria, with other flus, with other colds, false positives. So that's meaningless. So there's no proof of this supposed, you know, bad, weird virus affecting everybody. This is Dr. Carrie Made on the other side of the news, and I'm excited to be here because we have freedom of speech and no censorship. Good evening, and welcome back to the other side of the news. This evening, our special guest is Christopher Key. And the title of our show is Vaccine Vigilante. And just before break, we were talking with Christopher and he was explaining uh, giving people, individuals, a legal notice and what that means and how we can take action. So let's pick up where we left off, Christopher, shall we? Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm just here to show how each and every one of you have the power and how they don't want you guys to know this. And, and the simplest thing you guys can do is to take this information that you learned tonight and share it with another. And, and one turns to two, two turns to four, four turns to eight. Before you know it, there's seven billion people that knows what's going on. And, and that's why the simplest thing you can do is, is go to my website, vaccine-police.com. And we have everything laid out there where if you want to make a phone call, we have a script that will tell you exactly what to say to your superintendent, to your boss. If you have a boss um, that is, is giving you issues and whatnot, we have an email that you can send out that very possibly and probably will make them stand down. Um, the same thing with the superintendents, um, with, with your children and whatnot. And it's very simple, but what we try to do is do it in masses, do it in numbers, you know, because it's one thing for me to call but when then you follow it up and then you get your mom and your dad and your grandma and your brother and your sister to make these phone calls and let them know that we know that they are committing fraud. Let them know that we know they've opened themselves up to a civil lawsuit and that we know they're doing this for money. It's very possible they will stand down. If they don't, then we'll have to come back and serve them. And then if that doesn't work, we'll have to file criminal charges. And those are all things that we can do. And those are all things that we will do. And, and, and one of the other things that, that is so powerful, guys. Um, we have written a letter, okay? We have written a very special letter to the president, uh, to the vice president, to Bill Gates, to Fauci, to 100 senators, 100 House of Representatives. And what I need, I've sent those letters certified and registered, but what I need you guys to do, if you want to really make a difference, and this is something, you know, you don't have to go out and, and speak out and whatnot. You can, from your own home, I try to make things very simple so that people will take action and that you guys can, can feel what, how, how, how gratifying it is to make a difference. 
and and then hopefully we'll get you guys to come out more and, and, and stand up like we're doing. But in the meantime, if you'll just take my one letter that, that is to the medical doctor, and if you could just mail this one letter out to one medical doctor in the world that is giving back things, send it certified and registered, and I'm compiling a list because once this doctor gets this 11 undeniable facts regarding vaccines, it is so powerful that we've had doctors call us up and couldn't believe this, but why it's so powerful is because when they are sent this letter certified and registered, and if they don't do exactly what we tell them to do in that, that letter, which is to give to you, the parent, and you, the patient, those 11 undeniable facts, they can and will be held liable when they inject that child and that child dies from that vaccine. They will be able, because of that letter, to be held criminally responsible. And the, good, the really nice thing is the president, the vice president, all these other people will be able to help responsible. And like I said, well, how, how can you do that? Well, in the 2010 U.S. Supreme Court ruling, it said all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe and we can no longer sue the vaccine companies unless, and this is what nobody's talking about, unless they commit fraud. And when we give them those 11 undeniable facts and they don't disclose them, that is the classic definition of fraud. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to do is empower you guys to, to, to be able to prove this to them and to be able to read it yourself and see this. So that, that is a very simple solution that anybody out there can do, and we need your help. We the people are the vaccine police. We, the people, are policing the vaccine companies. We're policing the CDC, the FDA, the AMA. We're policing the border. I just got back from the border um, three weeks ago where we rescued nine children, one mother, and we caught a criminal. Okay? We are boots on the ground, but I'm just one man, and I need help. And um, we can do this when we all come together. Um, just five days ago, um, we, the people, um, are forcing the media to report the truth. Right now, people don't realize this, but in my great state of Alabama, there was an affidavit signed uh, nearly five months ago now where 45,000 people, this woman said 45,000 people within three days of taking the vaccine dropped dead. And if this woman's lying, she will go to jail, okay? Because of that affidavit, there's an injunction in my great state of Alabama now to stop all vaccines, all of them in, in, in Alabama, all the COVID vaccines. So what we've been trying to do is to force the media to report on this. And on the CDC's website, report it from Bears. Right now, you can go and look and pull it up. They have on there that 15,000 people have died after taking the vaccine. And no media outlet in the country will report on this. So what we, the people, did in Texas five days ago, we put it up in lights that vaccines kill. And they have been turning over and, and so frustrated. And um, just last night, the, the, the billboard that we put up, one of the billboards we put up in Texas, they cut it down. Somebody cut it down last night. But... It's back up again this morning. 
we, we fear no man. We fear not saying we will not stand down. We will continue to expose what is happening, guys, because the vaccine police is about, number one, putting God first. Number two, helping God's people. But most importantly, it's about the children. And, guys, I do what I do every single day for the children because my children and my grandchildren will never look at me and say, Granddaddy, Daddy, why didn't you do something to stop this tyranny? Because I do everything I can every day, and I need your help. And our children need your help because right now they are killing our children in masses. And, and people don't realize this, but one in three of our males in America are infertile. And one in four of the females are infertile. And in the animal kingdom, when it gets to be one in two, that animal goes extinct. Okay? And what I believe has happened here, guys, is that they are poisoning us, number one, with the water we drink, number two, with the food that we eat, number three, the air that we breathe, and number four, the vaccines that they're giving our children. Guys, I don't know if y'all know this, but in, in um, 1965, 4% of the United States population had a chronic disease, 4%. Now, today, in 2015, this is the last time they did this, 2015, 48% of our U.S. children have a chronic disease. That, that, that should be very concerning to you guys, not to mention that one out of two of us will have some form of cancer before we die. One in two of us have major depression in the United States. One in three are obese, one in four have diabetes, one in four have allergies, one in 10 have asthma, one in eight have attention, definition, uh, attention definite, deficit, and then that, the, the big kicker is that one out of every 36 of our children born are autistic. In 2035, at the continued rate, it will be one in three. Well, I think it's, uh, I think if you've had a vaccine, it will be a lot higher, according to what I've researched as far as the uh, what the ingredients are. And I I know Timothy had done a lot of research on this about uh, the sterilization, uh, some of the components that they are putting in the vaccines that the patents he found the patents. Um, I can't think of them. Feel free to join in here, Timothy, if you can remember that. That was quite a while ago we did that, but. Uh, yeah, this it was whole almost thing. Almost a year ago, wasn't it? And if, yeah. Um, I mean, I I obviously can't put my finger on where they are, and, and we have so many documents every week. But for sure, there was um, there were facts exposed that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were funding um, additives. I think they were called at the time, or something similar, which could be placed inside vaccines uh, or other drugs, I guess. Uh, with the sole purpose of making um, females infertile. But also more interesting than that and more scary than that is making males firstly infertile, but also arming their sperm with the ability to make other females infertile. So it, it's like a, a snowball effect that, you know, one guy, if he gets lucky with several different partners, then those partners will also be um, made infertile uh, on, on a pretty high level of percentage success. 
So that, that's, that's, I think, what you were referring to, wasn't it? It's yeah. exactly right. So <laughs> that was taking you down well below the one and four and the one and three. Uh, and, uh, you know, these people are, are, these people that are vaccinating their children are pushing it. Uh, first of all, I have to ask the question of these people, and I don't know how you handle this, Christopher, but, you know, the, the idea that this, they have no chance of getting COVID statistically. And uh, certainly not dying from it. And then they're giving them a vaccine that's obviously and clearly extremely dangerous. Um, and it's also sterilizing them. I mean, people are having, you know, all kinds of odd reactions. And even I, I happen to know people that are having reactions that haven't had the vaccine just from the shedding are having the same kind of thing. So, for example, gigantic, uh, you know, softball sized swollen testicles, which is got to be, I'm not, I'm not a guy with testicles, uh, but uh, I got to think that that's really, really painful. And I know I got around someone who was shedding and, um, and I, this is before I understood that it was even a thing. And my, I thought my ovaries were going to explode. It, it was so painful. And I was in a fetal position for about 10 days and it, it affected me for, you know, I, I'm not sure that I'm not still affected. It's, it's been really and uh, the other day, I, I noticed I had this weird splotchy blood mark on my hand. I've never had one of those in my life. So all of this is going on. But I want to come back to that 4%, you know, and how we've, how we've gone through the uh, roof with uh, autoimmune disease, chronic autoimmune disease. Uh, and uh, before, actually way back, because you were on a roll, I wanted to say about the thing with the liability that you were talking about the the, uh, the lawfulness of it, and you know one of the maxims of uh, the law is uh, there is no wrong without a remedy, and so we have to remember, uh, you know, we're we're also in the process of going back and taking back our judicial system, the court system, uh, taking ourselves out of uh, admiralty or maritime law, and going back into um, common law, which actually follows the maxims of equity. And so there's no wrong without a remedy. And also fraud initiates everything. And that's really important today in what we see going on because fraud, it comes in all different forms like elections, like the FDA, like a lot of things that we're seeing. And it initiates everything. So this is really, really a, a big deal. And I love that you're providing the actual paperwork for people because that's what's so confusing. I think a lot of people want to do this kind of work and help with this, but they just they're so flummoxed as to how to get it done. And, you know, they don't know, but if you give them something to work with, I think there are many people that will go out and do this and, and be able to participate. Yes. Is that what you're finding? That's what we're trying to do and, and, and get people to take action. And, 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 and the simplest way of doing this, like I said, is to pick up your phone, to put out an email and, and, and you guys be part of it. Um, Going into my court case, um, th th this is some, uh, something that developed just today. Um, I've been very strategic with all, all this um, because I've known this was coming, and um, I purposely got arrested. Um, gosh, I forget how many months ago now, six, seven months ago at Whole Foods because I refused to wear a mask, and because of my refusal to wear a mask because of my medical and religious exemption, um, they then proceeded to say they had to um, – take my temperature and they had to have me answer seven medical questions, which is practicing medicine without license. And uh, I reported them to the American medical association and to the Alabama medical association. And, and then I served um, the 
sheriff and I served the um, chief of police and I served the Whole Foods manager and let them know that, you know, um, they were open for public accommodation, um, that they could not force me to wear a mask or to answer their medical questions. And if they arrested me for trespassing, then um, I would file criminal charges and civil lawsuits against them. And they chose um, to arrest me. Um, and I did this very strategically two days before they uh, pulled the mask mandate because I knew I had to be damaged um, in order for me to be able to face my accusers. So I um, subpoenaed the governor of Alabama, the lieutenant governor of Alabama, the attorney general of Alabama, and the medical advisory board of Alabama. And in my subpoena, I have asked for, I've demanded for them to prove that there is a pandemic and to prove that the virus has been isolated. And there's a bunch of other things that I've done. And um, today, um, my, my court is supposed to be on Wednesday. And for the last three months, I've called every day and, and, and talked to the district attorney and continue to ask him, you know, are you sure I want to have my court on the, on the 13th? Is everything good to go? Are we ready to go? This, that, and the other. And um, he quit taking my phone calls last month. And he was very cordial in the beginning. And last month, he wouldn't take my phone calls. And today, um, while I was driving into Georgia, um, he called me and he said, Christopher, and I, this whole conversation is recorded, and you can listen to it on my Telegram. And he said, Christopher, um, I just want to let you know that uh, – okay, let me go back first. Um, th this judge, because you guys were talking about maritime law and whatnot, um, when I went into court uh, for my arraignment, um, I – did enter the court. Um, I do know what it means to be a straw man, and um, I never answered for the straw man. Um, I just said I was here about the matter. And when he asked me how I pled, um, I asked him to. I asked him. I needed to know if he had taken oath of office, mm -hmm. and he told me he didn't have to answer. And mm -hmm. um, you can go watch this video. It's very interesting. And I got very ugly because I wanted to get, I wanted him to put me in contempt because he put me in contempt um, uh, seven years earlier when I beat a um, traffic ticket. Uh, but that's a whole other story. We won't go into that. Um, but anyway, um, so the, the, the um, district attorney called me today and said, Mr. Key, I hate to inform you that um, the judge has ordered your case to be removed and put into Jefferson County. And I'm like, why? He's like, um, I don't know. He said, I've never seen this happen before. I said, do you not try trespassing cases every day in Mountain Brook? He said, yes, we do. And um, so now my case has been moved to Jefferson County. And I have to redo all my subpoenas and all my affidavits and all this. So um, I think that shows that, that we're over the bullseye, that, that, that they don't want this to go to court because they know um, they, 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 they cannot prove that there is a pandemic. They cannot prove that the virus has been isolated. And this will be the one case that will, will prove that this whole thing is, is a hoax. So that's was an interesting development today that happened. 
So I have no idea now when my court case is. And, and I strategically did it at Whole Foods because Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. And um, I fear no man, I fear not Satan. And, and, you know, we have to expose the corruption that is happening here. And we can do this if we all, all stand together. Um, we can't just be one, two, and four here. We, we've got to all come and stand up. And it actually don't have to be all of us. It, it just has to be, you know, 5% of us. And we will turn this around. And, and when you go into the mass thing, I, I, you know, I, I've talked to so many Christians and, you know, they, they, I've listened to so many sermons and they always say, don't live in fear. Don't live in fear. And I'm like, well, take your freaking mask off. What are you, what are you doing with the mask on? And guys, I don't know how much I've talked about this, but my belief and what I've studied on the mask is these Satanists, these Luciferians, the first thing they do when they do a satanic ritual is they cover their face. They right. cover yep. their face. And not only do they cover their face, they stand six feet apart on the left, on the right, and in front and behind. And that is 666. And how are my Christian brothers can't see this and sisters see this is just so evil. It just shows you how well the telelight vision is. You know, it tells you lies, lies, and more lies, and these sheep continue to listen to it. And, and, and the TV programming is amazing. And it, programming. it's programming them to the narrative. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's, it's just like, wake the hell up. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the thing is, the thing is, Christopher, also with the, with the mask, I mean, I, the way back at the beginning of the show, I, I was talking about the mask. There's a whole program on that. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, this is psychologically, which is huge. I mean, people don't understand. It stops the interaction. We are, are programmed. We, part of our, our sensors are, we watch the most minute of facial expressions. We get all kinds of, of, uh, you know, feedback. We, that's, that's a language in and of itself. But, uh, we, you know, it's, it's also, it's the silencing. Even if you try to speak, you're muffled, you're silenced. Uh, when people have masks on, I have observed this literally at this point thousands of times. If they have a mask on, they will not make eye contact most of the time. Uh, when I, uh, you know, try, uh, they, they act like I'm not there. Um, but also there's a the physiological issue of the lack of oxygen is, you know, it, it shuts down the frontal cortex and it, it literally, it, it clicks you into the, mig, the amygdala being activated and that's going to be fight, flight, freeze, fear. It's the fear generator. And, and that's exactly what they're doing. And, you know, uh, this is maybe a little off topic, uh, but with the adrenochrome pro, uh, problem with the child trafficking, one of the things they do do is, is the way you get, you know, grade A plus adrenochrome is to absolutely torture and terrorize and cause the most extreme fear in these children as they take their blood. And it's, um, it's disgusting, but you know, again, it's done with, with masking them with doing all these terrorizing things. And then, you think about it, people are voluntarily doing this and parents are putting these masks on their children. The, the rate of, of mold infections in lungs and other bacterial infections is astronomical. Uh, people are having all kinds of periodontal disease. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on. It's like, when are you going to wake up? I don't know what it takes. You know, uh, they have a new term called mask me. Mask me. Can you imagine, you know, uh, from wearing masks? I mean, What's wrong with people? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just having a rant. So, 
l- let me go into to COVID real quick, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- this is one of the things that, again, very few medical doctors are talking about in the world, and, and this is something I believe, if you listen, um, it, it could save your life, okay? Um, because COVID is about to come back rampant, um, like I told you earlier, because of the of the, the, the trees and plants and everything that are dying. So the particular matter 2.5 is going to be in the atmosphere. Um, and all COVID is, is a genetic update for the human body to be able to handle all these toxic chemicals that are in our air. Okay. Um, one of the things we know from the American Medical Association is that the COVID virus binds to the H2 receptor sites, correct? Yes. Okay. We know that the people with the comorbidities of coronary heart disease, diabetes, and kidney disease are the three most high that will die of COVID, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you know by demand of the American Medical Association, those people that have coronary heart disease that have diabetes and that have kidney disease, by the demand of the American Medical Association, they have to take a H2 inhibitor and a statin. Okay, why is that important? Because every medical doctor in the world knows that when you take those two pharmaceutical drugs, they increase your H2 receptor sites. So why in the world would you want to be taking a drug that's going to increase your H2 receptor sites when COVID binds to the H2 receptors? Yeah, you know, and in, in, in COVID, whatever COVID, you know, whatever they've labeled as COVID, which I believe is, you know, the flu and, you know, they used anything, right? But all of those things, yes, they bind. And that, uh, that uh, particular receptor, you know, if you... There's things that you can do to block those receptors and to literally make it slide off like Teflon, but they aren't promoting any of that now, are they? Not at all. They are forcing those people to continue to take those pharmaceutical drugs, knowing that they are the ones that are most likely to die. And guys, what you have to understand, what is happening with COVID, when the particular matter 2.5, which I believe is mostly arsenic, um, it, 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 and cyanide, and it binds, what happens is it changes the shape of the red blood cells, okay? And, and this is why it's so important to understand and, and understand why when President Trump talked about hydrochloroquine and, and to understand why it worked. Why it worked was because hydrochloroquine is a drug for malaria. What causes malaria? Parasite that does what? It changes the shape of the red blood cells. So when the shape of the red blood cells have been changed and you get COVID and your oxygen capacity goes down and they put you on a ventilator, it doesn't matter if they put a billion pounds of oxygen in there, it's not going to saturate the red blood cells because they are a different shape. Okay, this this isn't brain surgery and it's very, very simple. And, and, And remember this, if you're that patient that has gotten hypoxia that is completely turned blue 
There's a simple thing that's in every single hospital in the world where they can give three simple injections, and that person in real time will change back from blue to pink, begin to uptake oxygen. And I've seen this happen in real time, and there's very few medical doctors in the world that are talking about this, and it's a cyanide poisoning kit. And it, it is so simple. And it very well could save your life. So if you get anything from this, take that cyanide poisoning kit and then make sure you look into your, 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 your chlorine dioxide and realize that they are very simple solutions that they don't want you guys to know about because they are pushing this mRNA technology that I believe is the death shot. And I believe that if you take it, it's very possible and probable that you will be dead and in two to five years. And the thing that keeps me up at night, because I know there is no disease on the planet that can't be cured. And, and we've worked with cancer and AIDS and hepatitis and TB. And they're all very simple, I believe, because again, there is no such thing as disease. There's just lack of cell to cell communication. And when the cells quit communicating, they cause inflammation and, and, and that inflammation is disease. And if you guys don't realize or don't know about Dr. Betcham, you know, Dr. Betcham was all about the terrain. It, it was all about the balance of the terrain of the human body. But we had Mr. Pasteur or Dr. Pasteur came in and said, no, it's all about the germs, 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 germs kill. I know. Do you, uh, you know what, Christopher? We're at a break again, so we're going to have to go. But I know Timothy's going to come back afterwards, and I know this is one of his favorite topics, so <laughs> he'll probably have fun with that. So with that, we're going to go off to break. Our, our show tonight is Vaccine Vigilante. Our special guest is Christopher Key, and I'm co-hosting with Cynthia and Timothy Saunders. We'll be right back. The other side of midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and nonlinearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Photo episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Other Side of the News, and our special guest is Christopher Key, and our show is entitled Vaccine Vigilante. Christopher, this is uh, really going very well in terms of the flow, the information flow, and I didn't want to butt in and, and you know, interrupt your, your, your momentum. But what I would very much like to ask before we go into the difference between or even similarities between terrain theory and uh, germ theory. I'd like to ask you a little bit about kinesiology. It's something which fascinates me, and I've done some uh, research on, and I've also done some practice myself uh, along the lines of sort of Rob Williams and Psyche and so on. Could you tell us 
and our listeners, uh, your version of psych, um, excuse me, your version of kinesiology, because it sounds like it, it's it's a fundamental tool that you're using for for some time. Well, I use a lot of kinesiology testing to to prove, um, well, not really prove, but to to help people see my technology. Um, Ideally, you, you want to go back to the lab and, and, and use what's called a biodex machine uh, to measure pounds per square inch of torque power. Um, but, but doing kinesiology testing where you can do a strength test or a balance test um, using the cell phone and whatnot has always been very fun for me to, to show people how the human body knows what's good for it. It knows what's bad for it. And, Actually, and would you like to explain just very quickly the experiment you've done? I've seen a video of you doing this with the, the cell phone. I think you had a, a number of presentations, but one in particular I saw you where you're talking with a, a group of sports sportsmen. Yeah. Could you just explain to our listeners, please? Well, basically, as I'm sitting here talking on the phone with you, there are frequencies that are moving back and forth left and right all around us. And my belief is those frequencies are very, very bad. And I believe that they affect the human body very, very negatively. So what I would do is I would take the biggest, strongest athlete um, at any of these events I would go to, and I would have them stand up, and I would have them put their arm out, and I would press on their arm to test their strength. And then I would have them get their their, their oxygen level and get their, their strength back. And then I would do a second test that I would put the cell phone up against their chest and they would fall like a little girl and they would freak them all out because they're like, what did you just do? Well, what I just did was I put something that was very, very bad, which is your cell phone. And I put it up against their chest and the, the body completely, totally gave way. And then I would take my chip that has very, very good frequencies. And I would put it on the back of the cell phone, put it back up against their chest and do the same test over. And they would almost lift me off the ground. And again, that is for fun, okay? That is for me to show them. It, I believe it's very scientific, um, but what I like to do to prove it even more is to go back, like I said, to the lab, and you can do what's called a biodex machine where you can actually measure pound per square inch of torque power, and then you can do the same thing with a cell phone, and you can actually see that with the numbers. But this is just a very fun way I have to show these athletes and, and whatnot, and, and it's stuff that you can do with your food, your medicines, you can ask your body, and your body will tell you what's good or bad. And they call that voodoo or, or, or snake oil or whatever, but um, there's science behind it. There's real science behind it. But, again, this all goes back to Rockefeller Medicine, and, and they didn't want you to realize how you could ask your own body questions and you could find out what you needed to correct it. Exactly. I first came across this around just slightly more than 20 years ago. I was living in Holland at the time, and uh, I went to a, a practitioner of um, not kinesiology, as you've explained it. I mean, she didn't explain it to me in the same way at that point, but she was certainly using muscle testing to validate uh, diagnosis and also to validate which uh, natural um, products would be the best one to help my body. And I, I found it comic, frankly, when I first saw this woman doing this. And I, I just thought, this is just, you know, rubbish. It's, what is this? But I mean, it, like you say, as soon as you do the muscle testing, 
and you can witness your own body having great strength and great weakness. It, you know, like a, like a button is being pushed on or off. It, it's incredible. It, it convinces in, in, ver- in a very short time. But not only that, you know, within literally days, having, having had some, uh, like an allergic reaction diagnosed and then having a natural product uh, validated through muscle testing, you know, literally that within three days later, I was feeling on top of the world. And uh, that, that to me was proof that muscle testing and her level of diagnosis was perfect solution for me. But again, she was, yeah, putting in simple terms, asking my body for the answer. And uh, maybe a lot of people will not believe that, but it absolutely works. What I wanted to ask you is, you know, you're clearly ripping through life in, uh, in very bold steps, which, which is, is very impressive. And uh, you know, many would say very brave. Uh, you, you seem to be fearless in sort of, uh, in, in sort of legal directions and also medical directions. And, and obviously this is all information that you've, you've discovered along the way. And you, you, I guess a lot of it is self-taught. Um, you know, it's an evolution of yourself. But do you use muscle testing to validate, I don't mean this muscle testing, but do you use that principle of asking yourself what is the right answer when you're facing difficult situations? No, I, 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 no, I, no, I haven't. It's just one of those things where I believe, and maybe it is muscle test. I, I, I believe I have very good intuition, and um, I, I try to prey on things, but then I'm, I'm really spontaneous, and then it gets me in lots of trouble. So maybe I have used muscle testing, but just didn't know it um, because I've always, you know, if it felt right, I went with it. And, and that's where it goes into the gut and, and, and knowing what the gut brain is. And, and that's a whole other conversation um, talking about the microbiome and whatnot. But you know, I've never had that question asked to me. And I, I, I don't do muscle testing the way I would do on somebody else, but I think I, I think I do because I, I fear no man, I fear not Satan, and I just go, and it's, it's I, I don't know. You help me explain it, because I'm, I'm lost well, in words now, because... <laughs> <laughs> well, I succeeded in something this show. <laughs> I've broken your flow. I didn't mean to break your flow, but I, I believe that what you've done is you just answered it perfectly. I mean, you're not holding your arm out and saying, am I correct in doing this... Uh, you know, this, this, you know, serving these papers, for example, but you just said it, I think you have, you believe you have a strong intuition and you trust your gut. And I think when people feel something is right, that is also feedback from the same energy system or, or you know, uh, the system which kinesiology taps into. So I think that if you believe something, you know, I mean, some people believe things and they're just, plain delusional in my opinion, but uh, there are people that really do know when something is right. And I think this is a question that on this show, we've asked many of our guests and we've also discussed openly, never really found the right answer yet. But, you know, how is it, do you think that so many people 
running around jogging with two masks on or driving around with a mask on or, you know, so sure they're right to have the jab and so sure that they're right to sort of, you know, cover themselves in disinfectant and antisocial distance and so on, you know, as, as much as they possibly can and also police other people. They're so sure they're right. And yet there's a whole other group on the planet like myself and I think all the people present here at the moment as well. And we're so sure that we're right that this is a complete hoax. Uh, yes, there are coronaviruses and yes, some of them can hit people who are weaker than others. Um, and there's an awful lot of peer, fear porn out there and, and you know, people talk about the immune system being deactivated and so on uh, in fight or flight mode and so on. So yes, there are ways that this there are mechanisms in which people have been weakened psychologically and also through the media and through you know, the, the, the general fear of the whole thing. But at the end of the day, statistically, even using their statistics, I say they, you know, the administration, the government, uh, the you know, CDC, the bears, the yellow card reporting um, organization in, in the UK, for example, it, it just seems that even their numbers are not adding up now. I mean, I, I was, watching something this week it, in the, I think the VAERS reporting all of, all of the deaths in the last 30 years from all of the vaccines has now been doubled. I don't know if I'm explaining this properly, but let's just say the number of deaths that have occurred from this COVID vaccine since its introduction, which is basically what, you know, nine, 10 months ago, uh, is double that of all the deaths from all other vaccines in the last 30 years. And if those numbers are correct, which apparently they are because they come from official sources, then why the hell are people still driving around with masks on and antisocial distancing and covering themselves with disinfectants? It is just, I just cannot understand how they believe they're right. Do you have any answers for me? I mean, again, it, it shows how how fear how fear is so motivating, and how well we are programmed when these people of authority go and tell us what is supposed to be the truth. And you know, going back to the VAERS reporting, you know, people don't realize this, but when we had the swine flu in 1976. Um, there were less than a hundred deaths, and they stopped the vaccine program for the swine flu. We now have on record on the CDC's website on bears. There's over fifteen thousand deaths, and then you know the news agencies will say, well, you know that's self-reporting and this, that, and the other. But what they won't tell you is that the HHS hired Harvard to do the research. And they came back to find out that less than 1% of the population actually report because the system is so hard to report that they just don't do it. Not to mention, if you make a fraudulent report, it is a felony charge, a felony. They will put you in jail for making a fraudulent report. And you know if there were any of us people out there fraudulently bumping those numbers up, they would be talking about it. So the, all their stuff is ridiculous. And what, what I'm going back to, I, I think that, that one of the biggest things, because I keep trying to ask myself, 
why have I always asked these questions? And you guys are on the phone with me. Why did you guys ask this question? You know, why, why, why are we different? And, you know, one of the things I, I've come to the conclusion of is, you know, you ask and you'll receive, you know, our pineal gland is, has been so calcified and I, I believe that we have been able to decalcify that better and we've been able to have a higher connection with our Lord and Savior. And from that, we've been able to discern more and we've been able to see the truth because the, the, it, it is so easy to go look and research this, but see, they won't even go look at the other side. And that's what I can't understand. You know, I, I've got very good friends that are medical doctors, used to be, and they won't even look at the other side of the story. They are so right, and, and I don't know if that's so prideful that they can't even begin to look at it. But see, I love it, and people think I'm a crazy nut, and I am, but I love it when I'm wrong. I so enjoy being wrong because when I'm wrong, I learn something. It's an opportunity to learn, exactly. Yeah, and that's what's always made me different is I'm very teachable, you know, because I want to know everything. I know I never will, and that pisses me off, you know, because I want to be as much like Jesus as I can, but I want to know it all, and I realize that, and, and I'm going to spend every day learning as much as I can because I want to know what you know and everybody else on this on this phone knows so that I can be better, so that I can help more people. And we've done a very good job, but we just need more help, and it's so frustrating for me today. I saw like six men in cars by themselves with masks, grown men driving in a car with masks. I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with you guys? Well, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with them. Our, our men, our men are not men anymore. Our men are a bunch of freaking pansies and it's been done by design because the, the, the food is filled full of estrogen. There's all these estrogen mimickers and this and that in our food and it's in our waters and our air. And that's why on the Stu Peters show, our big thing has been about making men men again. And, and, and one of the simplest ways I believe to do that, and I think that's why I have had so much what you said courage, was because I still have a pair of gonads because I take my antler velvet and my body has uh, enough testosterone to be able to – to, to, to fight this and, and, and most of our men aren't that way and they've done it by design and, and it's been a perfect um, perfect way for them you know to make us stand down and, and you know that's why they got the fluoride in the water it makes us docile and all these other things so um, it, it's interesting times but again we win in the end um, but in the process of winning we've got to kill in our children and, and, and it has to stop and it has to stop now and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I do my part. And I just ask that, that, that you guys will help us because it's so simple to spread this truth to others. And, and, and when you realize what the truth is, the, the, the truth will make you free. And more importantly, you have to do what the Lord commands you to do, and that is test and prove all things. Not some things, but all things. And I tell everybody, do not believe anything I've told you today. Take it with a grain of salt. But then please, please go do your own research. Please go do your own research. It's plain and simple. The thing is, it's not even difficult to do your own research. It's just a question of flicking a switch and saying, okay, well, I want to validate that. You know, even a, a cat will look at a mouse from sort of, you know, the left side and the right side to sort of make sure where the, cat, the, the relationship of the cat and mouse is. I mean, it's so simple to look at both sides of something just because 
you know, you're, you're politically charged or religiously charged on one side or the other, it doesn't mean you cannot listen to or see the other side. It, it's not like cheating. It's not like uh, uh, surrendering your belief system. It's actually validating by positive and negative feedback, which is really important. I think people don't do that anymore, most people. Well, that's the thing that bothers me. I had a great conversation two days ago. I was getting some paper, and I had my vaccine police shirt on, and this young man came up to me. He was in his 20s and says, oh, my gosh, thank goodness for the vaccine police. Please make everybody take the vaccines. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not getting the vaccine. <laughs> Wrong side. And he yeah. said, really? He said, brother, you got to take the vaccine, man. You got to take the vaccine. And, and I was like, no, let me tell you about this. And we had a beautiful dialogue. It, it, it was so beautiful because we went back and forth, and he wasn't screaming at me. I wasn't screaming at him. I said, look, brother, give me your information. If you really believe this vaccine is so safe, get it to me. He said, uh, I said, well, I said, well, look, look, you go look for it, okay, because I, you know it's got to be out there, and I'll give you my information. And he and I have had a very good conversation, and um, I think he's really now looking more because he tried to go find the information to, to validate me, and he can't find it because it's not there. It, it's in white ink printed on white paper, isn't it? <laughs> you know? But it was beautiful that we were able to have that dialogue, and that's what they don't, don't want us to do. And they don't want us to have these debates. They don't want us to have these dialogues. All they try to do is cancel us out. They, 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 they ban us and whatnot, and, and they won't allow the debate to happen. And that's where we've got to change this, and, and we have to put together small groups and, and, and speak our truth and, and, and let people tell their story. Because right now, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have been damaged by this vaccine. The media will not talk about it. You know, and that's why we need to get them on your show, to any shows out there, and let people hear that. You know, when, when you see these photos of these people that have taken these vaccines and, and their arm is turned completely blue, and then you read how they died a day later or two days later, those are so powerful, and they have blacked all that out. And, and that's why shows like yourself, and other podcasts and whatnot, we've got to do everything we can to get this information out there, you know, to show it to the masses because your, your television is not going to report on this at all. And that's why we try to make these phone calls and, 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 and go in and make sure that we call these news organizations as, as, as thousands at one time and, and, and put them on notice and let them know that, you know, this is happening and force them to report on this. So it's, again, it's all about numbers. It's all about, call to action and, and that's what the vaccine police is about and i need deputies to come help me do this in your country and my country and in all the states and all the counties and hold these people accountable because they're not being policed by anybody and that's why we the people we the people have stood down for way too long you know we've had so much other going on with our lives and whatnot and we went to sleep and now is a time that they're killing our children and, and, and if you don't do this for your children, then it's going to be bad news for everybody, guys. Christopher, I'm, I'm very impressed with your level of knowledge and your courage and your, the amount of help you're offering people. I certainly will visit your website. I certainly will download some of the information that you've uh, talked about, and I will see how I can apply that to uh, 
yeah, my, my, my circumstance, I'm, I'm a Brit living in Turkey, so it's a little bit more complicated than just being in a different state. But the point is the principles will strong and they will, I'm sure, be transferable on one level or another. And I will certainly actively do that. So I want to thank you for that very much. We're, we're coming up to the end of the show, actually. It's amazing how fast it's gone. Is there anything you'd like to add or offer or, or perhaps highlight your contact details or anything along those lines? Any last messages? Guys, I just so appreciate you guys allowing me to come on and, and, and speak my truth. Um, that, that is so refreshing, and, I, and I, I so appreciate the dialogue with all of you guys. Um, I just want people to know that the vaccine police is, is about putting God first, about helping God's people, and about helping God's children. And we need you guys to help us do this and hold these people accountable. Um, if you have any questions about anything, my direct cell is 205-936-9803. You can call me anytime. Um, you can send me a text. Um, I, I love to talk. I love to share information. And I want to know what you know so that we can get better. And my website it's vaccine-police.com, and you can go there and, and search um, a lot of the information. It's, it's, it's the new website we just put together. Um, you can go in the shop, and you can find the antler velvet, and you can find the water machine. Um, you can find a bunch of different uh, of the products that I, I don't sell, uh, but are, are products that I have put my key of approval on and, and, and we believe in and that I take myself. And um, if there's chlorine dioxide or chips or something that, that, that you really enjoy or you really would like to try, um, send me a text and send me a mailing address, and it's very possible and probable that you'll get a gift. I don't know what that gift will be, but, you know, I, I, I love the gift. So read between the lines. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christopher. <laughs> so we're... At the end of the runway, again, so despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, activists who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you were born with power and you wake up each day with power. It's entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of the other side of the news. This 76th edition is Inspected Vaccine Vigilante and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders and together with Kintia and Aneta, offer special thanks to our special guest, Christopher Key, and darling, and we wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you on our next edition. Good night.